Welcome to the Horizon Podcast, ladies. I know that we're some amazing women over 40, and we're here to reclaim our health, unrock your fitness, and rewrite the rules of aging. That's what we all want. Because let's face it, the world throws us a lot after 40. From hormonal shifts to changing bodies, juggling careers and families, it's easy to feel like we're just trying to keep our heads above water. But here's the thing, we are not invisible. We are strong, we are resilient, and we're capable of creating incredible lives in our health and in our wellness. So I want to welcome you to the Horizon Podcast. And this podcast is your one-stop shop for all things health when it relates to your body, your mindset, and fitness for women over 40. I'm your host, Michelle Hayes. And as your nutrition, health, and women's fitness coach, let's be honest, sometimes I feel that I am on a roller coaster with you guys as well. You know, we all go through the same things. Hot flashes, check. Brain fog, check. You bet. And, you know, it's so much for us. But, you know what? We're still going and we're strong. So I'm so happy that you've joined me today. You joined me this week and I hope that you will join me each week as I chat with inspiring guests debunk myths and share some practical tips to help you as we navigate the hormonal roller coaster when it comes to health weight loss mindset shifts we're going to talk about perimenopause menopause everything in between so you can clearly understand what's going on with your body and make some informed choices we're going to talk about building on self-love to build a body you love forget fat diets and restrictive exercise routines will focus on sustainable strategies that work with your body not against it we're going to talk about the mindset shift where we have to silence that inner critic we'll tackle those limiting beliefs and negative self-talk so we can show up for ourselves with confidence with clarity in all aspects of our lives that's going to lead us to own our own life We'll discuss how things happen with our career, career changes, relationships, family dynamics, and everything else that comes with being a woman over 40. This is more than just a podcast. I really want this to be a community for women cheering each other on. Some of the times we'll laugh, we'll cry, we'll learn, and we'll grow together. So grab your headphones. Wherever you are, get your water bottle, your favorite workout buddy, if you're at the gym, and get ready to rewrite the rules of aging. Because let me tell you, the best is yet to come. So now let's dive in to this week's episode. Hi everyone, welcome to the Horizon Podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Hayes. And this podcast is actually a podcast where myself and my guests we share insights, we share tips, and um, all topics related to health and wellness and navigating health, a healthy lifestyle over 40. I'm so happy to have a wonderful guest with me today who will share her journey on health and wellness, and especially for midlife, uh, women over 40, what we were experiencing and what we're going through. Um, she will share some of her professional insights, maybe some personal insights of being a woman in midlife over 40 and the things that we have to navigate before as we go through. So before I bring on my guests, um, you know, I like to share a quote of the week, a tip of the week um, about health and wellness. And this week, I actually love this one um, because, you know, guys, I am all about healthy, healthy lifestyle not just about, you know, diet, exercise, but about mindsets and about the choices that we make every day. So for me this week, I like to say a healthy lifestyle is really potent medicine. Um, so eating nutrition, some nutritious food, doing some exercise is better than really doing nothing at all. Um, I believe that self-care is 
about taking your power back and wellness itself is not does not happen by chance it actually happens by choice so that is how i want you to go into this week knowing that you actually have a choice in your health and your wellness and how you actually see yourself so i am going to introduce my guest this week um our topic this week is and i just rephrased it this way it's why is it more important just just hormone replacement therapy? Um, because I think sometimes we all think, oh, like if I just replace my hormones, I'll be perfectly fine. It is more than just that. So um, I am going to introduce my guest and, and then she may tell you a little bit more about herself. So without further ado, my guest today is Dr. Lisa Miller. Dr. Lisa has a doctorate in pharmacy, a pharmacy degree from the University of Kentucky and a master of arts in clinical mental health counseling. She's a certified menopause practitioner with the North American Menopause Society and a pharmacy professor. Dr. Lisa owns her own women's precision health fitness uh, business, combining clinical and pharma pharmacy with functional integrative medicine for midlife women. Her mission is to help women understand the menopause transition and the options available to them. And I'm so excited to have her on the show today because you guys know I'm all about this. So Dr. Lisa, tell us a little bit more about you um, and we can get started. Well, thank you for having me. I really am excited to be here. I'm excited to um, be a part of your podcast um, and all the great things that it's doing. And and yeah, so you kind of introduced me and my background um, and my area of specialty is women's health, specifically with menopause. Um, and the main reason for that is my own journey um, through perimenopause. And um, I was sort of not prepared, honestly, for all of the things that um, come with that. And I'm a healthcare provider, right? And so yes. I was like, if I don't know what's going on, and my doctor doesn't know what's going on, then what in the world's going on? Um, right. And so I could, if you'd like, I could share a little bit briefly about my uh, journey um, myself. Uh, and because it parallels really what I see with all of the women that I work with. I mean, we all tell the same story. Mm -hmm. um, some of the the players and, and specific challenges are a little different, but we all are on the same uh, typical journey I found. So when I was in my mid forties, I started having uh, heart palpitations, um, foggy brain. Mm -hmm. uh, couldn't remember things as well as I used to. Um, and couldn't figure out, you know, what in the world's going on. Right. So I went to my physician and I, I literally said, I think I might have early onset dementia. And, <laughs> and the doctor said, um, well, that would be a little odd. I mean, it's, it's very rare. I mean, it could be, but yeah. I don't really think you have dementia. And I said, well, I can't concentrate. I can't multitask. Right. My mind's all over the place. And so I said, if it's not dementia, it has to be ADHD. And mm -hmm, I had never right. had that. Yeah. So he sent me, yeah. So he sent me for testing for ADHD and yeah. I blew it out of the water. I did not have ADHD. All the testing I did really well, mm -hmm. I guess. And the doctor said, you know, you're getting older. He said, it's probably just anxiety. Oh. And I was like, oh, okay. So I'm just old and anxious. Anxious. Thank you. Um, so from there, I, um, you know, was kind of on my own for a while. And then I, when I went to see my gynecologist and I said, I thought I was starting to have some hot flashes mm -hmm. and he, he put me on, um, oral estrogen and mm -hmm. didn't, didn't give me a progesterone, uh, supplement, which you have to have if you still right. have a uterus. And so I, you know, then I had all of the uterine bleeding that happens when you're on an unopposed uh, estrogen. Mm -hmm. um, and then that bought me, you know, a, a vaginal ultrasound to make sure I didn't have cancer. I mean, all of this mm. was just, um, you know, kind of spiraling and no one could seem to figure this out. Right. Um, and then I just kind of read on my own. And I'm like, you know, 
you, you're just taught in, in, you know, pharmacy school, medical school, um, you're yeah. taught that hot flashes are the beginning of right. this journey. And that's right. not the case. And once I realized what was going on, I really began to self-advocate for myself. Wow. And I've seen so many women have to self-advocate for themselves. Yeah. Um, and that's where I'm trying to step in is to help women take all of this information that's coming from all of these different places and really mm-hmm. drill down to what is the best option for them. Oh, that's awesome. Like, I mean, and that really answers my question. I really, what made you choose this path really mm-hmm. from um, pharmacy? Because as a healthcare provider as well, um, it, something has to, almost like something has to spur you down the path where you actually think to yourself, okay, this is, this is me. Right. Um, so I am, I'm, I'm excited to hear how you help women. And I did some snooping around your website <laughs> <laughs> and I was very intrigued by the love your my midlife wheel. Explain that to me. Tell me a little bit more about that because I find that I, I was very intrigued by it, you know, yes. to me, all the colors and stuff like that got me going, but I was I'm yeah. very intrigued. <laughs> Well, I mean, it, it, it's a multifaceted approach to your health. So many women have that I encounter and work with have been really healthy their whole life. Um, not on a lot of medication, not a lot of chronic conditions. Um, and then all of a sudden they have, have things start popping up. At the same time, you have such major changes in your life. Um, that are happening. So you have children either going into high school or potentially college if you have kids. Mm-hmm. Um, your parents may need you more. So you may find yourself being a caregiver on both ends. Um, mm-hmm. And then sometimes, you know, empty nest sort of opens up um, issues with relationships that maybe you had um, really hadn't had time to consider before. Right. A lot of times women have friendships that are um, associated with their children's activities. And when the kids go to college, they find out, Oh, I'm kind of lonely. And so there's just so much that happens, um, during this time of life that has some to do with hormones and sometimes nothing to do with hormones. Um, and so the wheel is just a way to try to tackle all of the different areas in your life, um, that are worth looking at, you know, there's there's self-care, there's resilience, um, there's looking back at all of the things that you've done throughout your life that you're proud of. Right. Um, it's looking back at, you know, hobbies that you used to do that got put to the side, you know, when your life got busy with your career and with the family and, and all of that. So taking the time to figure out, you know, who am I at this point? Mm. You know, balancing your hormones, getting getting your um, checkups regularly, really taking care of yourself. Those are all facets of the wheel that um, that I, I love to work with women about. Oh, that's awesome! Um, because like you're so you're so right about different things. Like I have encountered a lot of women as well who are in my field, you know, coaching them through nutrition and through fitness. That they are, you know, they say things like, "I used to like," "I used to like." Um, and then life happens and we're not, we're not blaming anyone for life. Life happens. And at that point in time, you, you prioritize what, what is important. Um, so tell me a little bit more about, so we're talking about why it's just more than hormone replacement therapy. So going mm-hmm. through your wheel, as we incorporate these things, I, I see where the wheel comes in now, because it's definitely not just um, going to your doctor and finding out about mm-hmm. hormone therapy. So as we navigate through this, 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 this phase, what are some of the real things that we need to really need to dig into? I mean, you talk about your own um, experience with what you ex- going through the doctor. So what are some of the things that women as, as we go through? And I'm, I hesitate to say we're, we're, as women, this is a talk, this is a podcast mostly dealing with women's and women's health issues. But I know there are some men out there that go through certain things as they get older too. And it's not just us, but for women, what are some of the things that we really need to start really advocating for ourselves in this area? Mm -hmm. 
Um, I those are that's great questions, and I think a lot of it um, comes down to thinking about where you want to be in your later years. I mean, if you live to be the age of fifty three right now in the United States as a woman, the chances um, are at least sixty percent that you're going to live to be live another thirty years. Um, so 83.3 is kind of the average. And so you still have like 40% of your life ahead of you. How do you want to be in that second half? I think really spending some time thinking about um, your health and your well-being. And a lot of times people have career changes. There's just a lot of things that can happen at this time. But really focusing on um, your health and your well-being. Mm-hmm. Many women who... Um, and you probably have this, see this a lot too, um, put on a lot of weight right around the time of perimenopause. And they have been doing the same things that used to work before and they don't work, they don't work now. So it's Mm. almost like you have to relearn uh, so much, um, during this time frame. You have to relearn what works best for your body. What type of exercise should you be doing now? Maybe not Mm -hmm. the same exercise that you did in your twenties. Um, keeping up on, um, your your blood pressure, you really have to advocate for yourself. In general, mm-hmm. women are often, um, I won't say dismissed, but their conditions are overlooked. So for example, one thing that you see a lot in, in women around this age is a jump in cholesterol. And uh-huh. that is tied mm-hmm. to the um, estrogen and progesterone fluctuations. Mm-hmm. And so you may have never had any issues with your cholesterol. You go to the doctor and it's like, it's a little bit over a hundred or it's 110. The doctor's like, Oh, you know, it's not that, it's not that bad. You've been healthy yeah. all along. And they dismiss that. Um, and we know that cardiovascular disease, especially we're learning more that it's really impacted in the perimenopause transition. Yeah. So there are women that have heart events um, that were otherwise pretty healthy before that. So, you know, staying on top of your cholesterol, staying on top of your blood pressure, your eating, um, you know, taking time for yourself, really figuring out and spending time figuring out what you want your life to look like and having, unfortunately, a lot of times you have to advocate um, for yourself. Often women that come to me, they know so much already because they have mm-hmm. had to look and yeah. wade through all of the information. And it's just... It's just, to me, it's like, you shouldn't have to be, you shouldn't have to do that. You should be able to go to one doctor and have everything taken care of. And that's just not the case anymore. Um, You have to kind of figure it out as you go. Yeah. So speaking about, uh, speaking about wading through information, I suspect that if you were to put a Google search in about menopause or over 40 or midlife or stuff like that, you will probably come up with hundreds of different things. So it's like in my field, when women put in lose weight over 40, how to not gain weight over 40. I mean, the information here is overwhelming. Mm -hmm. Like what are some of the really key things women should really be looking for? Because I think it's so hard. And you mentioned something earlier about the brain fog. So, you know, you're going through the brain fog, you type in something on Dr. Google, as I like to say, and <laughs> you come up with all this information. I remember doing the same thing. And I remember thinking, I don't know where to start. So what was a good starting point? Like where, where do they, what do you, what to expect? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. Um, and not an extremely easy answer. I mean, there's so, especially with menopause right now, for many, many, many years, it was such a taboo topic that we didn't talk about it at all. And as in, in older generations of women, that was just how, how it was done. But now um, the current generation moving through are like, no, we're going to talk about this and we're mm-hmm. going to, we're going to do something about it. And so it's actually kind of created a market for menopause and menopause care. And, um, a lot of that, unfortunately, is being taken up by this uh, celebrity. Um, so you'll see a lot of celebrities, um, actors and actresses in, in this age group of perimenopause that are now experts. And mm-hmm. um, so there's a lot of people profiting off of it. And it sometimes leaves you with, am I getting really good quality um, advice? And so right. unfortunately, like anything, you have to be able to sift through a lot of that. 
um, what the website, as far as menopause, that I always recommend to women is um, menopause.org. And that is the um, North American Menopause Society. They recently changed their name to the Menopause Society. Um, But a lot of people still know them as as the NAMS Association. And they're a group Mm -hmm. of healthcare professionals, physicians, pharmacists, um, nurses, primary care, OBGYNs, a whole um, variety of people who specialize in menopause care. And menopause care is not just, you kind of hit it on the head at the very beginning. It's when they talk about menopause care, they're not just talking about hormone replacement therapy and hot flashes. Mm-hmm. They're talking about bone health because um, that becomes very important around menopause, cardiovascular, right. weight, all of those things. And so that website does have a lot of um, really good information for mm-hmm. uh, the public as well as health professionals. And um, a place for you, you can find a certified, someone that's certified, um, received additional training and, and taken testing on menopause as well. Mm-hmm. So I think just having a, a method just to really kind of look for people like you that have a specialty and an interest um, and credentials, I think is important. So you have, um, as, as I mentioned, you, you, you coach women and you help women. So when women come to you for help, like, where are they? Where 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 is their mindset at? I mean, as you say, they come with a lot of information, and I would suspect yeah. that some of the information that they come with is like they're like you're like oh whoa 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 no <laughs> yeah you, let's go let's break it down. So where would you like start with someone like someone comes to you with these challenges? First thing I do is I listen. I just mm. listen because they they have a story. And they've never had the opportunity, most likely, to really explain everything going on with their body um, during this transition. And so I I listen. I don't go in. So I I offer um, appointments, a free uh, appointment. And I don't go in with a preconceived set of like, we're going to talk about this, this and this. I just listen to them. And most of the time, and and then I do offer some advice. um, But most of the time, what I find is that they a few people will come with some incorrect information, but really for the most part, they know um, because they have done the research and they have figured it out. Women are very, um, I mean, we'll figure it out, right? We're very, very good at that. And, um, and so they know all the information, but they can't find someone who will help them with that. So they, so their doctor maybe won't, they, they love their doctor. They've had the same doctor for years, but now with menopause, they're not really up to date on it or comfortable with it. And either they won't provide them with the, the hormones or they want to use something that the woman doesn't want to use because she's done her own research. Um, then there are women that want to do things more naturally. And there's not a lot of people that can, can talk to you about that and medications. And so um, that's kind of where I, really kind of fit into this space, I think, is to help women um, who, if you want to keep your own doctor, I can, I write up a consult for you and you take it and it, it explains all the different options and your background and um, and kind of tells you what you want to go and ask for. Um, so that's what I find is frustration. Women are very frustrated yeah, when they, yeah. by the time they get to me. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's so hard because, you know, at the end of the day, we do have an open society where things mm-hmm. are already always o- open there in the open. However, there is still that, as you mentioned before, there's still some like little taboos around menopause yeah. and what we should be experiencing and how we should be feeling. And, mm-hmm. you know, and we, I don't know about you, but for me, I, like I'm 54 and I, I go through things, but at the same time, I still feel vibrant and and active. I don't want to be made invisible. And I think sometimes when you're going mm-hmm. through menopause, you do you get that women have that sense of sometimes I feel invisible. Yes. Yeah. You really you really describe that well. I mean, I I think that's so common that you where do you fit in now? I mean, even if it's your OBGYN, it's it's all about um, you know pregnancy and getting through the reproductive years. And then it's kind of like, well, what about me? You know, what about mm-hmm. me now? And there's not, you know, there's not a lot of options um, for people to explore. 
So, yeah, I think you do kind of feel um, invisible at times. Yeah, I mean, just listening to your story alone of, of the things that you have to go through and also being a pharmacist as well. It's yeah. like, you know, you have medical background, you have a medical knowledge yeah. and you here you come in here with you. We still uh, what's the word? We still want to trust our physician because, you know, OK, yeah. this is their their realm. This is this mm -hmm. is where they're supposed to excel. But then yet still you find yourself going through so many things all mm -hmm. to come back to like having you, as you said, someone just sitting and listening to what you're going through. Yeah. And I am just very happy that you are out here, you know, helping women because mm -hmm. I think we need more uh, people who would advocate Mm -hmm. for us and give us that power to advocate for ourselves as you said if they want to go back to their physician or they want to yeah. work with someone on the outside like having that information to take back and mm -hmm. say well actually yes <laughs> you know yeah. um can you answer these questions so what is the biggest challenges that that you face like in your world and how do you tackle that? The biggest challenges that I tackle in uh, working with women. Yeah. Yeah. What are some of the challenges? Cause uh, you know, we women, we come with, you know, let's just say <laughs> <laughs> when we get to a certain age, we're like, uh, like, you know, what we, we're very opinionated in some respects. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think just, I think the biggest challenge that I see is women feeling comfortable with putting themselves first um, for once. Right. So they yeah. haven't really done that very often. And I think that's a huge challenge for people sometimes to say, okay, I'm going to spend this time on, on me and I'm going to uh, look into these things and advocate for myself, um, especially in the areas um, we haven't talked, you know, about the sexual health, but that's another big mm -hmm. area for yeah. women um, during this time. And that, that's just a, a mind shift for people to say, Hey, I'm going to speak up and say, mm -hmm. I need some help in this area. So that's probably yeah, because, the biggest thing. Yeah. Because I mean, as, as it comes with, um, you know, you have the brain fog, you have just that feeling of being invisible. Um, you losing the confidence in your body, mm -hmm. as we, we talked about earlier about, you know, this perimenopausal phase where you, we, the things that you would do to say, for example, you gain 10, 15, 20 pounds, the things that you would do um, is not working anymore. Yeah. You know, that self, that confidence, I think, gets knocked really, really hard. Mm -hmm. And as you as you mentioned, the more you go with information, you're like, oh, you're just depressed. Oh, you it's just, you know, you know, this yeah. these things that we face. So what are some I mean, it's it's not everybody can advocate for themselves, right? Mm -hmm. So um are there some questions that women can go to their doctors with that, that you see will be like an opener to get them to the doctor? Maybe to get the doctor to start thinking mm -hmm. outside of the box a little bit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, and, and I don't want to sound like I'm, you know, disparaging doctors by any stretch. No, 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 Many no, of no. them. Yeah. yeah. They, they don't have the time. Honestly, mm -hmm. a lot of times they have such um, constraints on them. But yeah. I think anytime a woman can go in and say, hey, um, I would like to have a conversation about um, not just taking oral estrogen, but what are my other options? Mm -hmm. um, and being okay with going to another provider if they have to, um, because it's not it's not always going to be um, maybe the physician that you've worked with for a long time. It's going to be mm -hmm. able to handle these things. But being able to say, I've looked this up and this is what I'd like to talk about um, is, is really important. And I think as our, I'm 52, so I'm, you know, in my fifties, like you are, I think, um, our generation is getting better at respecting healthcare providers for the amount of time and training 
and um, in their intelligence, but also recognizing that um, I have the right and, and ability to speak up and say, I want to make sure this is right for me. Can you explain that one more time? What are some of my other options? Um, what happens if I don't treat this? Because you don't want to just be a part of a system that just gives you a pill for everything. Right. I think that prescription medications in certain instances are phenomenal and fantastic. And thank goodness we have them. Yes. And then there's supplements and herbs and things that, that come from plants that have had medicinal properties for thousands of years. um, But they're not ever going to have the amount of research and data behind them um, that the drugs do. And it's, it's um, unfortunate sometimes that women that want to try those routes don't have really anywhere to go. Um, Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, and as you, as you said, the way to go. And as you mentioned earlier too, there's a lot of people out here that is actually taking advantage of that yeah. aspect. I mean, I use probably see it in your line of work. Mm-hmm. I see it in the health and wellness, um, wellness field and understanding that, um, age old, even, even in perimenopausal, even in menopausal age, women over 40, even if you're going through early menopause, maybe something happened in your life that you had to have your uterus removed yeah. at 35 and stuff like that. You see, things sometimes we discount those those mm-hmm. these areas as well. There are certain basics that must be followed, right? Yeah. Um, but how do we get to that point where we're saying to yourselves, okay, what what are my real options? Especially, you know, because it's hard for me to sometimes mindset wise, I think that's, that's where it comes in. And then the mindset mm-hmm. and changing the mindset and the wise, the old wise tale about using this bush and using that bush. And we talked about, it's not just about hormone replacement therapy, but what are the, mm-hmm. some of the other shifts that people need to make? I mean, for me uh, in health and wellness, I look at nutrition big time. I look mm-hmm. at you, you know, stress management, all of these things that must be managed. Do you, do you, do you have to like kind of guide people into these looking yeah. in, into this as well? Yes, definitely. I mean, that's, you mentioned with the wheel, that's, that's where part of that comes in that you really do have to look at all of the different facets of, of your life. It's not just about medicine for a symptom. Um, it's, it's about your nutrition is huge. Um, I'm actually also very passionate about uh, lifestyle medicine and, um, I'm in a, a group called the American college of lifestyle medicine where they are I've doing, yeah. And they're like doing research showing that they can maybe even, well, not maybe even they are reversing type two diabetes with nutrition and lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. and so I think those are crucial and we've not really had to do that a lot as women, you know, as a teenager, you can eat however you want. (laughs) And and it doesn't, that sometimes it doesn't matter. Sometimes it does, but your body's more forgiving. And then the older you get, it's less forgiving. And so it is almost like it it is a mindset. I think you kind of nailed it. It's a mindset change that I am at this point in my life and certain things aren't going to work as well, but there's a whole lot of things I can do about it. And there's also a lot of benefits to being this age. Um, and I'm going to make some changes that help my life be what I want it to be for the remainder of it. And there's a lot left. Yes. I mean, I, I have to admit, like, um, currently, you know, we're working with, with younger people. When you work with people that's younger than you around them, and they're like, oh, I'm so old. And like they're doing all of the <laughs> the, 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 the things, right? We, we've yeah. all been through that, like, in uh-huh. our 20s and 30s. Like, we're like, well, what can we do? But I also, I, I like to caution them. Like, you know, you, you start from the inside, like you really, yeah. I had to learn this, you know, to start from the inside and manage the things that you can manage from the inside. I think sometimes we look at the outside for quick fixes and not understanding that, mm-hmm. Hey, what is going on inside of me? Mm-hmm. What is really happening inside my own body? And, and, I, do you find that sometimes people don't really take that into consideration? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do. Um, I, a lot of people want, they think that the hormones are going to just fix everything. Yeah. Um, and they don't realize that it does take, um, it takes work and effort 
um, mm-hmm. to get there. And um, it's not it's not just a, a quick fix. Yeah, yeah. I definitely you men- see that. You mentioned something earlier about the way people's lives are changing, right? As they go through this um, this this transition, in a way, um, and I I feel that women especially get to the point where they now have to really look at themselves in the mirror mm-hmm. and say to themselves, "What am I responsible for, and what really is going on?" So. It, how do we like shift that mindset? Like my responsibility is, mm-hmm. it's not just about, as you say, going and finding the information, but what am I responsible for, from my life? Because I don't know about you, but I find that as people's life shifts, as children move on, relationships change. Mm-hmm. Is that really a hard thing for women to like <laughs> intertwine? Cause you have everything else going on, right? You're like, oh, my skin's dry. My hair's falling out. <laughs> I can't think. <laughs> <laughs> you know why yes. am I so weak? Things are falling. I can't see. <laughs> yeah. No, I have to yeah. deal with relationships. Yeah, yeah. It's. I mean, I think it, it, to me, I think perimenopause and, and menopause transition is just as tumultuous as being a teenager. It doesn't get the. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't get the the notice for that, but it really does because you can. Um, I mean, there are divorces, the divorce rate bumps just a little bit during that, that time frame because people have realized, um, you know, it, it's kind of scary to wake up one day and realize that you've had your ladder leaned up against the wrong wall the whole time. You've climbed it, you've gotten where you wanted to be. And um, so there's that. There's also navigating adult uh, relation, children, uh, their adults, you know, managing that new relationship. And what does that look like? I mean, it's, it's like a, it's like a wild ride uh, on a roller coaster sometimes, but yeah, it's, you know, to answer your question about how do you change your mindset to what I'm accountable for? I mean, that's, that's a whole field of health psychology. It's, you know, how do you get people to see what, what they can control, what they can't control and the difference in that. Um, And that's, that's a challenge. Um, You know, even in my own personal life, I really, uh, have dug my heels in at times and said, okay, but I would go on Weight Watchers and Weight Watchers, I would drop weight, you know, Mm -hmm. this time Mm -hmm. I'm not, well, that's not right. That's not right. That's what I've always done. Right. Yes. Um, And so there's a little bit of resistance there to, I don't want to have to make changes. Like this has always worked for me. And you, you realize that you do, you have to do it differently. Um, than before. And so I think it's just a process for all women really to, to get through that level of resistance. I mean, it's not the same, but it's almost like a grief process in a way. It's like, okay, I yeah. accept this and I know yeah. it. I can see that this is going to be better. I, I yeah. think that's part of it. Just having the hope there. Um, we do have so many re- resources in the United States that um, this can really be a really good time of a woman's life. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're so right about the resistance, right? The resistance that comes. It's like, <laughs> I I read in, there, there's a book that I read quite often and it talks about um, fly being up against a window, window, window pane and it's yeah. buzzing its way trying to get through the window pane. If it flies just like five feet mm-hmm. the other way, it will get through the open door. And I sometimes believe that I don't know. I am a little bit stubborn in myself sometimes. So I can, I can completely understand. It's like going back and doing the same things over and over and understanding yeah. sometimes that the sa- doing the same thing with more effort over and over again, sometimes does not work. And it's sometimes hard to get to that realization that I need to do something different. Yeah. Um, ask different questions maybe find a different person to talk to. So that is a great analogy there about how to reset that mindset because we talk about the mind and how it is. We've had a lot of habits laid down for a long time. Yeah. Right. So when it comes to, and we get information from our environment. So Uh what are some of the, the myths that people need to dispel when it comes to just this hormone, like I just need to fix it. I just need to get my hormones right. Mm-hmm. What are some of the myths that you find that you have to like kind of have people say, okay, it's just not about this hormone thing. Like what are some of the myths that people have to deal with? 
Um, I think they have to deal with the myth that you had just said it before that everything that I've done before, I just need to try a little harder. I don't know why it's not working because it always has. So just breaking through that myth of I can do the same things that I've always done and get the same results. I think breaking through that. I think also recognizing that there's nothing wrong with you. I mean, this is a normal transition in life. Women have been doing it for thousands of years. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. It's not, it's not something that you have to throw medication at, but we have medicine that's going to help it a little bit, but it's, it's not going to fix all of the inner stuff, right? Yes. That's not going to change. And I think just really being um, willing to look at these things, you know, I loved your fly analogy. I mean, the fly on, you know, on the window trying to get through, you know, it's not going to get through for potentially two reasons. One, it doesn't know that it can just scoot over a few inches and get out. And then two, if it does know, it has to be willing to do something different. And yeah. And so I, you know, I'm on a mission to help women have the knowledge that they need. And then hopefully also make that transition for themselves, whatever that looks like. Beautiful. I love that. So um, I have a couple of questions that I like to ask. Um, What are like maybe three uh, resources or books that you would recommend to our audience and like, and why? Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So I, I like the, as far as the resources, the uh, North American menopause society website, it's uh, menopause.org. I think that's a really great place to get um, scientific information about what you can do and explained in a way that anybody um, could understand medical background or not. Um, I, I think um, there's a book that I just love. It's called Life is in the Transitions. And I'm drawing a blank on his name right now, but I, it's one of those books that I have read probably four or five times. It's awesome. just an amazing book. And it talks a lot about how your life is a transition. You're never arriving and um, how many life big, what they call life quakes. Anyway, it's a great book. Highly recommend it. Um, and as far as a third one, I, you know, I'm, I'm kind of drawing a blank here. Um there's, there's a really good book about spiritual aging um, mm. that I like to read as well, but I don't have the name on the top of my head. That's okay. We will always find it. You shoot it to me. I'll put it in the show notes <laughs> okay. so that people can, people can have it. Cause I'll definitely is, will because it's think, a great book. I think, you know, you talk about spiritual aging. I, I think there's a lot of things that we, we dismiss about our spirit, like really mm-hmm. needs. We, if we connect with ourselves and our spirit, sometimes we, we get the answers and yeah. one might be surprised about sometimes how simple <laughs> simple it is sometimes, but to the point where you kind of laugh at yourself and chuckle at yourself. But um, yeah. sometimes that is just really the key. So one other thing, what is maybe one question you wish I had asked and how would you have answered it? Um. I think, you know, one thing we didn't talk about was you, and you touched on it with confidence. I think it's so important is what about midlife in the workplace? Ah. Um, and, you know, you talked about confidence and that was so dead on. And, and one place that you also can see women lose their confidence is in the workplace. Mm. You know, usually by the time you're in your mid to late forties, early fifties, you're kind of at the peak of your career. You worked hard. A lot of women are at pretty high levels in their um, at their workplace. And then the brain fog and all of the stuff starts and you can't multitask like you used to. You can't, you know, it's just harder. Everything's harder. And then you see, you know, younger people that are just, you look at them and you go, oh, that was me. You know, I used to be able to go boom, 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 boom. And you also can kind of lose your confidence um, at work too. And so yeah. to me, that feels sad that, that women don't recognize that it's, it's, this is a, um, a, a time frame in life and this brain fog will go away. Yes. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, oh, that's, I think that's, a, a that's, lot of attention. Yeah. I mean, that's so true. That's so true. I mean, and you, as you said, you look at the younger people coming in and 
I remember saying that to the younger uh, Aaron's on my floor. I used to be like, yeah, like you know, there would be something happening, and they would. I'm like, okay, it's your turn to run now. I used to do that a long time ago. <laughs> I have said that. I'm honest. It's like you go before me. I've done that part already. It's your yeah. turn to run. So yeah, this is that is that is so true. So, um. Dr. Lisa, what if, if someone wants to reach out to you, um, how can they reach out to you? Where can they find you? Yeah, so I, you can find me at, at my website, um, loveyourmidlife.org, O-R-G. Um, and you can also find me on um, Instagram and Facebook with both of those names, Love Your Midlife. Um, and yeah, that's, that's usually how, mainly through my website is how I interact with people. And do you have like, yeah, okay, perfect. Do you have like an offer that some, somebody can come to you if they need like help, where to get started? What, what can mm-hmm. they, yes. what can, yes, I offer, um, an, a free 30 minute appointment, um, to kind of hear your story and, um, give you some, um, you know, high level thoughts on what might be helpful for you. Um, and then I work with women one-on-one who want to um, order labs, um, you know, look at their, their medications, um, that type of thing. So we kind of go, we can go the non-hormonal route, or I can write a letter for your physician if you want to go the hormonal route. Oh, beautiful. And um, I will actually put the link um, in your, your website link um, in, mm-hmm. in the show notes as well. Um, and people can reach out to you that way so that yes. they can get this, that, that free 30 minute consult. Yes. Um, you yeah. know, it's to me getting that consultation, having somebody listen to what you have to say, um, mm-hmm. not being judgmental. Cause I think sometimes we, we're scared sometimes even to talk to our, or significant other, maybe, um, friend because there's yeah. other things like as you said we really didn't mention the the the, the 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 things that happen with our body like our sexual health and stuff like that and how mm-hmm. we feel as we go through this transition that it would be nice to 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 talk about it because i know for some people that's really devastating as mm-hmm. they go through this transition in life so uh, i appreciate that offer of that 30 mm-hmm. minute consult yeah. because people can um, get that help get started even if they get started on that journey and then obviously mm-hmm. um they want to work with you that they can then work with yeah, you yeah so yeah um, and i and i it, also have a free resource to um menopause 101 that kind of goes through um all these topics as well and it's a free resource oh beautiful so i'll get the link as well guys okay. we'll put that link in the show notes as well for you um so that you actually have all the resources you need to get started because i think we need to talk more and more about this. Mm-hmm. Um, and a big, a, we sometimes it's out there, but it's not really out there. I, I, I yeah. think we still have a little bit of, uh, I don't really mm-hmm. want to talk about it, but it's like saying that it's my thyroid and it's not, it's not your thyroid. <laughs> Just hormones. So we have a lot to talk about. So Dr. Mm-hmm. Lisa, I would so appreciate you. Um, for being here today. I appreciate you sharing with your audience uh, about how, what some of the things that they need to actually start thinking about. This is not about, we haven't even covered the half of it, but I am glad that we have shared some things that we need to start thinking about, like what's really going on. Your story really impacts mm-hmm. me because I remember having that anxiety and not understanding like what's going on with my heart all of a sudden here. What I've never had an anxiety attack and all of a sudden I'm having this thing that's happening. So I I appreciate that. It's just not me. Yeah. (laughs) So um, before you go, um, we have your information, but before we go, just give me like two action steps that our audience can take away today to start um, looking at this topic and in like, being advocates for themselves that, you know, I'm, I don't just want you to throw hormones at me. Let's talk about this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think first of all, thinking about what you want to be in the next 30 years, how you want to show up in the world. And then the next step is just taking one simple step towards mm-hmm. what that would, what that would mean for you. Good. So which means guys, do you actually have to like 
kind of take some time and think mm -hmm. about what that might look like. Um, I think that's hard for people sometimes. Yeah. Like it really is because you really, at this stage, we have to redefine who we are um, with everything else that's going on, career-wise, our health, our bodies, our yeah. um, our finances. Um, all of these things that play an impact yeah. in it. So, and if you're right about how long we're going to live, like I just celebrated my auntie's 96th birthday. Oh, wow. Right, 96, guys. And she has been retired <laughs> since she was 60. Yeah. So if you, I, I, I had to look at that because I look at my family mm -hmm. and I see our trajectory in life. So yeah. for me, I really had to look at that when it came to my health and wellness as well. And so thank you, Dr. Lisa, so much mm -hmm. for being here. Um, I appreciate your time and guys, I hope you enjoy this episode of the Horizon podcast. I will put all Dr. Lisa's information in the show notes. So you have that information. I want to encourage you to take the time. If you enjoy Dr. Lisa's um, session, go on iTunes, give her some love, share some of your, some, some insights that you've taken away from here. Know that I'm probably going to probably bring her back on. We have a couple of topics that we kind of tossed out. So um, just so that you can take advantage of the information, take advantage of her offer and I am so happy that you're here and I can't wait to talk to you again on the next episode of the Rise podcast. Take care guys. Bye. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Rise podcast. If you love this episode, please review it on iTunes, share the love for the guests, let them know that they've been inspired and you have actually learned something. If you have any comments of how things that you want to hear, things that you would love for us to talk about, to make this better, to grow this community, I would love to hear about it. So you leave your comments below. Go to iTunes as I, again, and as I said, share your op options, share your comments. If you listen to this on Amazon, if you listen to this, wherever you listen to it, just share your comments with us. I would really appreciate it. Our guests take time and we would love to know your feedback. Again, if you don't know me or you don't follow me on Facebook or on social media, please follow me on Facebook at www.facebook.com Michelle Hayes RN. If you're on IG, you can follow me at Nurse Michelle Hayes. If you want to talk about nutrition, you want to talk about your how to navigate this part of your health to get fit in over 40. I also offer a one-on-one -on -one free consult. That's like a 45-minute consult. I, have, I, I put the link in the show notes every week. Please click on it. Let's have a conversation. No obligation, but you will walk away with some really great ideas so that you can actually jumpstart or get back on track in your health and wellness. I also have a app that you can download where you can get tips. You can get um, some jumpstart programs on there to get you started on your journey. The app is in the, is in the show notes, but if you want to know what it is on Apple or Google Play, it is Rise Up to Wellness. So that's Rise Up, the letter to Wellness. So download the app and enjoy the content. Again, thanks for listening to the Horizon Podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Hayes. Have a wonderful, wonderful week.